life is ghetto because what's unfair is for you to take people's money and then not deliver. Best things I heard, your job as CEO is to fire yourself from all of the jobs. So think about all those different jobs you do. So right now, if you're shipping out the packages, yeah. you running the ads, you creating, you know, you video on the content, right. you channel on the content, right. you editing the content, right. you know, like like think about all the all the, all the things you're doing, right? Yep. And then say, how can I fire myself from each one of those jobs? Right. Being able to make money does not mean that you have the ability to make and generate wealth. Y'all ready for this? To be able to do that effectively, you either do it the slow, expensive way, or you get with a pro. Somebody who's been there, done it, and has done it multiple times. Lamar Tyler, creator and founder of Traffic Sales and Profit. This whole thing literally is about doing what you love with the people that you love. That's why we do all this work. It gotta be an end game for your work. Creating a new black history by closing the wealth gap through entrepreneurship. Be because we've glorified entrepreneurship exactly. to be this thing that's so sexy, right? And it's like the new rock star piece. Mm -hmm. But what nobody tell you is that for a lot of folks when they coming over, like I said, A, your top line may be more, yeah. but your net, like at the end of the day, what are you bringing home? Yeah. Most entrepreneurs I talk to ain't even paying themselves. another episode of the ghetto ceo podcast and listen this episode is going to be so good we're going to talk about all the things of entrepreneurship a lot of people don't talk about what you can do inside of another person's company right and so the ghetto ceo podcast is all about ceos coming on here getting on the couch getting comfortable right to tell us the raw and unfiltered truth behind being a ceo now if you enjoy what we're doing make sure you like comment and subscribe over here on youtube if you're watching on um, or you're listening on the podcast channels then make sure you leave a review please right and so in this episode you're going to meet Lamar Tyler Lamar Tyler is the owner of traffic sales and profit where he is on a mission to help so many entrepreneurs black entrepreneurs make millions in their business Lamar are you ready what's up finally in the building finally <laughs> in the building welcome to the ghetto CEO podcast hey, are you I'm, excited yes excited ain't even a word listen Listen, I'm excited for you to be here. I know who you are, but tell the Ghetto CEO fam like who you are. Sure. Uh, Lamar Tyler created and founded Traffic Sales and Profit, helping um, black entrepreneurs drive more traffic, convert more sales, grow more profit in their businesses so they can build enterprises, right? Yes. Inter so they can be CEOs. Period. Ghetto well, CEO. Well, I was <laughs> you know, it's giving ghetto. <laughs> so I don't know. Y'all let me know after this episode if you still trying to be a CEO. Yeah, but that, that, C, that CEO piece is big, though, yeah. not solopreneurs, CEOs. Mm, I love that. So what do you feel like the difference is? I feel like 9 out of 10 business owners in our communities don't have teams. They don't have employees, right? So what it does is it put them in a tricky situation mm -hmm. where one thing go wrong, they out. Mm. They get sick for a long time. They out, right? A uh, 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 death circumstance, life circumstance, mm -hmm. divorce circumstance, like any type of thing that life just happens to people, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. like if you ain't got systems and team and people around you, like that's the only way you can deal with life. And life gonna happen no matter what. Talking about ghetto, like life is ghetto. No, life is ghetto, but it's like, I think that 
you still you got to keep going. Like there's a commitment that you have even to the business. Like you, we don't know what be going on with you. You know, Lamar is like, <laughs> let's keep we, it like that. I don't want to expose. <laughs> I don't want to start exposing the hell on the show either. How about that? Like first of all, how we don't know nothing about? It's like you know everything. Have you ever met somebody you like that is? I love him. That's my brother. And you be like, dang. How many keys he got? Like, <laughs> Don't worry about that. <laughs> You'll meet him when the time is right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> right. So, like, it's a lot that goes on in life. Life be life in, right? right. Yep. But you still have to continue to be a CEO. Yeah. And I, I, like I said, I think that's it. And I think that's what people don't realize. That's why it's important to build something substantial. Yeah. You know, and not just happenstance. Not just like, oh, let me see if this work or not. Mm-hmm. But to be intentional about building something big. And to know, too, like I said, that, that life is going to happen. That's the one part. The like, this guaranteed. Yeah, it's going to be guaranteed yeah. like things are going to happen in your life. The question is, can you prepare yourself and mm. your business as best as possible? Because like you said, you still got to push on. Yeah. And, 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 you know, even when times you can't push on, the business got to push on. Because what's unfair is for you to take people's money and then not deliver. Mm. And not do the things, right? And I, I tell people all the time, like, like, people may have compassion for a minute. Yeah. But if you're taking my money every month, I still want my stuff, right? <laughs> right like, I still right. want my product shipped to me. I still want right. the service that you got me on retainer for, whatever it may be. Right. So, when, when did you decide that? Like, when did you realize, like, okay, I got to kind of compartmentalize. Like, life is going to happen over here, but I got to, like, keep going in the business. Like, how did you even realize it? I think it was, for me, it was early. I don't think it was, like, a, a, a big realization I had mm-hmm. to come to. I think it was that piece that, hey, once people are paying you, like, I don't want nobody to ever pay me, and I don't do what I'm supposed to do yeah. when they pay me, right? And that was from the beginning when we were selling, you know, ebooks or $50 course or mm-hmm. $25 DVD or no matter what it was. Right. And even now with high-ticket programs, you know, like, like unlike most people, when we get together with clients, I'm like, I start the meeting with, here go all the stuff you bought. Right. And here go all the stuff Fact. we did, right? Because, like, I don't want that. So just knowing that, I think a lot of people lose sight of that, right? Um, and they want the world to slow down and stop because mm-hmm. they stop. It's going to be some times we got to stop. Yeah. But like I said, we just got to realize the world don't. Right. Like people still need their stuff. People still, and even like right. I said, they can have a moment of compassion, but if they paying you, it got to be an exchange of value in return for that money. Absolutely. Do you feel like you ever had a moment where you wanted to stop? Oh, all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He like, I quit yesterday. Like, <laughs> <laughs> hey, right. You just say no. I keep all that stuff secret from y'all. You just, you just say no. Right, right, I, right. I quit in the middle of the tour. I mean, you was on tour again. No, I was playing. I was playing. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time you showed up? I wasn't there. Yeah, I'm gonna say and you talking about the plane was late. No, you were playing. Okay, okay. But no, nah, I mean, like I said, like 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 stuff happened, and I think, um, like like that's it, right? Middle of the pandemic, that probably was our greatest time with our clients and our community, and bringing them together to make sure. Since we serve business owners, I want to make sure that their businesses didn't fail. Mm-hmm. But in the middle of the pandemic, my father died. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So I had to deal with that. In the middle of the pandemic, my wife's, uh, you know, Ronnie, mm-hmm. her dad um, got diagnosed with cancer. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like, we deal with stuff. Like, life happened to us the same way it happened to other people. Yeah. And I think that's something that I see smaller businesses a lot of times use as excuses. When they look at big, bigger businesses they aspire to be like, what I often hear them say is, well, it's easy for that person because blank. It's easy yeah. for that person because they ain't got to do this or they ain't got to do that. But what they don't realize is the big businesses deal with the same amount. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Marketing by Murray and... Albert the CPA or Albert C. Hurston Jr. Yes, we are here with the right choice, okay? Now, Albert, tell them why they got to make the right choice. 
So if you are a coach, consultant, or other professional service provider who's looking to maximize your profit while saving a lot in taxes Mm -hmm. in a one-stop shop solution, Mm -hmm. I'm talking bookkeeping, accounting, CFO services, tax strategy. I know you don't want to pay taxes and tax preparation all in one place. Yes. We the right choice for you. Listen, I know entrepreneurs, y'all ain't got no money. But the reason why y'all ain't got no money is because you ain't got the right choice to help you keep the money, okay? Now, listen, you, I know, you know what I mean? Y'all come to the Mob University to get marketing, sales, and all of that. But if I'm going to help you make the money, I need you to make the right choice to help you keep the money, okay? Now, listen, Albert, how how can they tap in? Yeah, so my website, rightchoicefirm.com. I'm Albert the CPA on Instagram, and I'm Albert C. Hurston Jr. Anywhere where you would want to find me. You can find me anywhere. I'll be there. Yes. Now y'all make the right choice. Now back to the episode. Now, if not more that they deal with, they just have a way to push through. Right. What was the tactical things that you actually did to still push on even because that's a blow. You know what I'm saying? Like both of you guys were experiencing real life issues. But like you said, your clients was experiencing real life issues. So what was like what did you do to keep going? Uh, great question. For one, like you said, you gotta as soon as possible be able to put systems and people into mm. your businesses, mm-hmm. right? So the blessing part of it was like before that time, already had systems and people in. Mm-hmm. So guess what? Like the coaches are still coaching, right? Like the coaches are still talking to the people, right. and it's not like everybody in the company come through me. Right. So if I'm not there or if I'm gone for a week, it's like everybody like Willamar, right. right? Right. And then number two, like. Do I get a refund this month? Yeah. Because Lamar ain't here. Because <laughs> Lamar ain't here, right? That's the yeah. second. The first thing they're going to be is like, concerned. <laughs> second thing they're going to be asking for is a refund. You know, so, um, so that's important, right? I got coaches that's still out talking to people, meeting with people, mm-hmm. making it happen with people. I got, um, you know, pieces of content, right, that's still being published. I got ads that's still running. Right. And, and that's like, you know, some employees, some pieces of vendors or contractors or, you know, agencies that we hire or whatever, but but like the machine is still going. And again, that's the importance of that machine moving. Now then what I got to do is say, all right, in a time when something does happen, how do I want to show up? Because mm-hmm. it may be sometimes where I just push up and show up and do what I got to do anyway. Yeah. It may be sometimes where I'm showing up minimal. So like maybe I ain't doing none of the stuff in the office that week, yeah. but you know, once a week I do a um, call with the clients. Mm-hmm. So I might just show up on my Q&A do that, handle that for two, three hours, and then boom, I'll just be gone and back off the grid right. and just my team know, right? Or maybe something where I'm, I'm not doing none of that and then somebody else sitting there for me. Right. But it's then me getting to control how much I want to be engaged or not being engaged. And that's what being a CEO is all about, right? Yeah. Again, and, and that's why I encourage people, you know, you start where you got to start from. We started solopreneurs, mm-hmm. right? We made that move. But you got to move out of that area as fast as possible right. because – if you don't have that option, you don't have that option. No fake. Like either you got to keep showing up, which is hard to do, right? When stuff is going on, mm-hmm. or um, like I said, you choose not to show up, and then it's going to be like, what are the business consequences of that? Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and like really figuring out like how I could even get in that space. I think people mm-hmm. are thinking about like how do I get to the space where even if I had because. I don't feel like if I was to tell my team, y'all, I'm gonna be gone for a couple of weeks, they'd be like, ma'am. No. It would turn up. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Nobody's coming. You know what I'm saying? So it's like getting to that space. And I think um, as a CEO, that's the goal. You know what I'm saying? Because mm-hmm. people don't think that being a CEO is actually a job. This right. is a job. Like, I don't have to be the CEO, right? I could be the CRO or whatever. Yeah. So CEO, as a CEO, I have a job title and job duties and things that I have to do. Correct. So I should have the space to also be able to step away 
when I need to. That part. And I think what people can think about now that's watching is, number one, think about all the jobs you do. Mm -hmm. And one of the best things I heard, uh, good friend Alfred Evans uh, uh, Jr., right? Mm -hmm. senior, I mean, Sooner Jr. from um, Black Enterprise. Mm -hmm. used to always say, your job as CEO is to fire yourself from all other jobs. Mm -hmm. So think about all those different jobs you do. So right now, if you're shipping out the packages, yeah. you're running the ads, you're creating, you know, you're videoing the content. Right. You're talent on the content. Right. You're editing the content. Right. You know, like like think about all the all the, all the things you're doing, right? Yep. And then say, how can I fire myself from each one of those jobs? Right. And every time I don't have to be a W two employee, yep. it could be a contract. There's one thing could be somebody off a of Fiverr. Mm -hmm. There's other thing could be a VA, right? But but you're releasing yourself from it, so then you can actually focus on the big part of CEO, which is you mm -hmm. casting the vision right. and figuring out like, okay, what am I actually doing? How am I actually going to run this company? And then doing CEO stuff, right? It, it, it tripped me out whenever people really start to step into the CEO role. Mm -hmm. You know, people come to me and they be like, man, I feel like I'm in meetings all the time. I said, yeah, it's almost like you're a CEO, right? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's what CEO that's is doing. Like, like people people are doing the work and doing the things and then bringing it to you yep. for approval, updates, yep. decisions, you know, whatever that may be. Yep. And then being able to move from there. I think that's important because I think even with my team, right? I remember them seeing my calendar and they was like, oh my God, you're in meetings all the time. And they started like trying to take meetings away from me. I was like, no, if I'm not in meetings, then y'all think I got time to work. So I need to be in meetings so that y'all can tell me what's <laughs> going on. Yeah. And you know what I'm saying? So it's like, you have to adapt, you know what I'm saying, to a new culture. Do you feel like in this journey you've had like a struggle to get to this point as a CEO? Like what's the biggest struggle that you've had? Yeah, I probably say the biggest struggle for me and then even most people I see mm -hmm. is releasing the things you're good at. Mm -hmm. It's easy for people to release the stuff either they don't like doing. Yeah. It's like, oh, I don't like doing this. So I want to get rid of that. Yeah. Or it's easy for them to say, hey, you know, um, uh, this is stuff like to take a lot of time or use a lot of my resources. Yeah. But what is hard for people to release the stuff they actually good at which oftentimes is the reason why the business is doing well or the reason they were able to build the business right, right? so you know they're great at um you know making their own videos maybe hard for them to give that up but it may be a point where they need to do it yeah they could be great at um you know doing the marketing and running the ads or whatever mm -hmm. but but here's what i learned too right I, I heard this one time and i was like it's so true most good entrepreneurs that i know mm -hmm. um are good at a lot of stuff, mm -hmm. right? Like more than the average person. Yeah. And that's what allows them to kind of be, a, I'm talking about bootstrap entrepreneurs, right? Yeah. Where you like starting from the, the mud, as y'all say, right. right? You know, I'm too old. I'm too old for that conversation. Not that. But <laughs> not, not I'm growing out here. You know, so I'm trying to make it relatable for you and your audience. Okay. But, uh, <laughs> but if you starting and you bootstrapping, mm -hmm. a lot of times you're doing all the stuff, right? right? You're doing all the things that you say. So what I find is that most people that are successful are good at doing like a whole bunch of stuff. Right. But here's the thing. When I say good, most of the time good means like you're a seven or eight out of ten. Right. <laughs> right? Like your job is to go out and find people that's ten out of tens yeah. in each specific role. And then the, the biggest mistake we make oftentimes is when we start looking for people or companies or vendors or whatever, no matter what mm -hmm. it is, we want to find one person to replace all the things that we're doing. Because mm -hmm. we like, hey, I'm one person doing eight things. So Why they I should, I'm going to still do this one thing and I should be able to hire somebody to do seven other things mm -hmm. and they should be as good as me. Yeah. But then that always leads to frustration. Absolutely. So what I've learned is, hey, if I'm doing seven different jobs, I want seven different roles that's going to handle that. But again, if I'm a seven, that's cool. I want a 10, right? Mm -hmm. I used to you know, build out our funnels and build out you know, websites and, and our automations and stuff mm -hmm. until we developed somebody internally that got better than me. And yeah. there was one time where I, I built a site for one of our conferences. 
And I looked at my site and I looked at her site. I looked at my site and looked at her. I said, I ain't never doing that again, right? right, I said, I'm, right. I'm off that job. Yeah. And then, you know, same thing with our video team now, right? Uh, even though I like give them run for their money every now and then, you know. I show <laughs> Alex, your bag. I show Alex the other day. I was like, listen, I don't get my stuff on time. I do Please got the edit software on my machine. Like, she, she, hates that, she hates that conversation too. She does not want you to edit anything else. <laughs> she don't. She don't, right? But I'm like, hey, if I don't get my Shout stuff. Shout out to Alex, man. That's exactly. my girl. But like you said, like you have to fire yourself from the jobs that you like, which is hard. It's not easy. And even knowing when, how do you know when to come to that point? Like, okay, now it's time for me to like, what I would do is say, uh, if I knew what I know now, um, do it as soon as possible. Mm. But when I say do it as soon as possible, I'm do it haphazardly, okay. right? Because a lot of people say, all right, do it as soon as possible. And they Done. tomorrow, like, find yourself. <laughs> but you still got to make sure, again, yeah. that person taking it over from you is a 10. Yeah. Because if you were 7 or 8, what you don't want to do is slip production, have and the company slow four. down. Exactly. And, and, and we still haven't really gotten to the fact that um, hiring people, hiring teams... Even hiring vendors and contractors, right? Because a lot of people say, oh, it's hard, hard to hire W-2 people. Well, I'm just going to get freelancers. Yeah. Hiring freelancers, like all people of that, no matter people. what part of the team exactly, people are people. So even in that, it's a lot that goes into vetting the right person, right. selecting the right person, training the right person. Mm-hmm. Even they know how to do, knowing how, to, how you do it, and your system is, yeah. and your culture is about, and then getting them to a stage where you're ready to hand it over. Like, and I don't think people truly understand like how hard it is for me it was very hard to build a team like to find the right people be like because you have to for you to reach your maximum potential you Mm -hmm. are literally waiting on other people to realize their potential and sometimes you can hire people and you like i see it in you i know you got it but you got all this other stuff going on that's stopping you from getting to your potential it's wild. I, I say right now, I think right now is probably one of the hardest times to build a team mm, in history, it? right? For multiple reasons. Okay. Uh, one, the pandemic got everybody used to being home and not doing nothing, right? True. And having three jobs. Yeah. I can work three full-time jobs <laughs> and get paid. I'm living, I'm right? Outside. <laughs> right, right. You know what I'm saying? Um, but what happened also, like the part that nobody talks about mm-hmm. is, oh, you know, it's so great. Everybody ain't built to work from home. But now we're trying to live or create this environment where everybody should work from home. Mm -hmm. But I say the majority of people ain't disciplined enough if you for real, for real. And when you look at it, like for a lot of companies, the reason now they're like, hey, we coming back into the office because they saw a different productivity. Yeah. Now, it may have been like an initial increase. Right. When everybody's getting laid off and people's afraid they're going to lose their jobs. Right, right. But eventually, right, like like that production level went down. And now a lot of those companies trying to get people back in, which is tough. And um, people went was going viral about that. Like, this yeah. is how I work from home, not working from home. You right. know what I'm saying? It's like, <laughs> yo, we like really spending hard-earned dollars to be. And I know people, when they think about corporations and businesses, they never think about the small business that's Definitely. like the media. They think we're bigger businesses than we are, right? And they just literally was like, yeah, I'm not doing anything. I'm just riding the you know, You know what's wild? Can I talk to the people real yeah, quick? Yeah, talk to the people. Let me talk to the people. Because this is what y'all be doing. <laughs> y'all be online bragging about how you take advantage of your employer, right? Mm-hmm. You've seen that before, right? Mm-hmm. I ain't doing this. They think I'm doing that. I am using their time, using their money, using their resources. Yeah. But what's wild is that you want to one day build a business where you actually employ other people. Ooh. Now, what if the people you employ actually operate the same way you operate with the same principles you operate in? Facts. That's all the kind of stuff, you know, we don't, we don't think about. Mm-hmm. So if you take 
you know, the fact that like the remote thing, right? You, like decreased productivity. The fact, that everybody trying to work two, three jobs, yep. right? Um, but they want you to pay them as if they work in that as, one job. As if they yep. work in one, right? But they trying they trying to do two, three or whatever. Um, when you look at it right now, um, it's just wild because because everybody's pushing this narrative mm -hmm. that entrepreneurship is the only way. Mm. Like on social, that's heavy, right? Yes. Like they literally are making people feel bad or make you feel less than that you actually have a nine to five. Right. When most of the times, me and you know this, most people nine to fives make more money than most of the entrepreneurs. Because again, I already said nine out of ten entrepreneurs are solopreneurship. Yes. Majority entrepreneurs, right? Um, especially in minority communities, probably not even get to a hundred grand. But let's say even they did get to a hundred grand. Yep. Once you take away expenses, once you take away taxes, once you take away you know, cost of goods, if you're a physical and business and you got to ship and all that kind of yep. stuff. Once you take away your service base, your team and money you putting in the contractors, employees, Software, whatever that is, right? right? Most people making less than they made on their job. Yep. So what they've done is replace the old job with a new job in the sake of being a quote unquote entrepreneur. Right. And I don't think people even understand that shift in today there. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, oh. Yeah, because be because we've glorified entrepreneurship exactly. to be this thing that's so sexy, right? And it's like the new rock star piece. Mm -hmm. But what nobody tell you is that for a lot of folks when they coming over, like I said, A, you're making le you you your top line may be more, yeah. but your net, like at the end of the day, what are you bringing home? Yeah. Most entrepreneurs I talk to ain't even paying themselves. Facts. So, Facts. so you, you bring home less money, right? Yep. Then you complain that you only got two weeks of vacation there. Most entrepreneurs, I know it's small, getting no vacation Facts. here. Facts. Right? Then you complain in that you ain't had enough benefits. Most entrepreneurs, I know, to starting out, don't, don't have, have no, no benefits. benefits. Right? right? Literally, right? So you looking like the new job, yeah. if you put it side by side, it's a lot worse than the old job, which right. again is back to my point. It's why it's important for you not just to say, I got a business in the LLC, right. but for you to build something that's scalable right. that you can actually grow and, and truly employ yourself. That piece. Like, truly get yourself to the point where you get a paycheck, benefits, all the things. Like, Let me tell you, that. when that part happened, it felt amazing. It felt have you been completely isolating yourself in business? Like you don't have people that you could do this business with. Well, you need coworkers, and that is why we created the Entrepreneurs Coworkers Community. This allows you to be able to develop relationships with other people in your community. So, in the Entrepreneurship Coworkers Community, we have a complete Slack channel where you get to talk to other CEOs just like you. We give you a quiz to find out who you are and what type of CEO you are. And in this quiz, you get to meet other CEOs that may be more creative or traditional or hybrid we have these ceos there for you but even taking it up a notch we have local chapters in your city from atlanta to dallas to new york to houston to chicago chapters in your city where we're actually linking up every single month to work together linking up to go to brunch together having fun together doing community service outreach like this is a section of our life where we can really co-work and mingle with other people it's time for you to get some co-work assist and this community is completely free just because you're watching this podcast all you have to do is stop pause the podcast click the link below take the assessment get in the community and i'll see you there bye co-worker back to the episode it's amazing that i go back in a car dealership and they be like give me your stubs and i'm like here and i ain't got to give you, mm, you my to. tax returns yeah and then they don't understand my business and then they trying to figure out what the thing is and yeah. all that so so I mean, but it's, it's growth, right? It takes steps. But again, it's like having a mentality in the beginning mm -hmm. that that's the path I'm trying to grow towards. Yep. 
So, so even, you know, it ain't that I'm trying to get your 100K. I would say what? 100K is a milestone. It's not right. the destination. Absolutely. It's like the, the first step I can get to to say, hey, you know what? I validated my idea. I feel mm -hmm. good about it. Pat on the back. Right. But I got to go higher. I got to keep going. And as we go, we're going to grow. We're going to bring people. We're going to build teams. We're going to get systems mm -hmm. so we can knock this thing out. And, and letting the people know that are internal, right, as you build a team, that they could be entrepreneurs in, uh, inside yes, of your organization. Exactly, exactly. And I think that's the the thing, right? And I don't think a lot of people even understand that the opportunity with even working with a small business, like for a small they business. They do not. Like, so I was in this, I'm in this Facebook group, a marketing face. You know how they be tussling in the Facebook groups, right? <laughs> so I'm in this marketing Facebook group and you really just post jobs about what you're trying to, you're trying to find somebody. And this lady, she posted a job and she was like, she's looking for a marketing project manager. She talks about the description. She was like, this is not your regular nine to five. Da, 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 da. And she was like, um, the salary was 50 K. And when I say she got so much backlash in that Facebook group, like era was like Glorilla out there, like they <laughs> facts, like they was getting on her head. And these are all like employees, of course, right? Yeah. And so they like fifty k is not a livable wage, and this, this, really? this, this. I'm like, man, this lady. These people probably make a forty k. I heard a fifty k. Let me let me let you go. Let me let you keep going. Yes, but that's it. Like they was like. 50K is not a livable wage. They was like, you talking about this is not a t typical nine to five. So that means that I'm probably going to have to work harder. Da, 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 da. And in, in my mind, I'm just like, do you not understand that what she's doing is actually commendable? Exactly. Like the fact that she can even pay $50,000 ain't a drop in the hat. You know what I'm saying? For somebody. But else. but we being conditioned through social and stuff to think that it is right. That that's yeah. oh, that's that's nothing. When majority of people in most cities don't even average fifty k in income, right? Yeah. Like, like we we just so far detached from what reality mm -hmm. is. But that part you said. So when I when I look at that, the opportunity, I tell people this all the time. Yeah. If you take somebody that wants to be a marketer, right? Mm -hmm. They want to be a copywriter. They want to uh, be on a video team. They want to be something. Yep. And even they want to have their own thing. This is what people don't believe in anymore: mentorship. The best thing they can do is come work for a company like yours exactly. and dedicate two, three, four years of their life mm -hmm. because whatever they're going to do over the next two, three, four years on their mm -hmm. own probably ain't going to result to a whole lot because that's just how it go, right? Right. But if they can learn under somebody and they can get to follow you and they can get to see how you operate and what you work and they can see all the things you and the team working on mm -hmm. and why you shooting the show, they here doing the show, right? Yeah. Why you on tour, they on tour, right? Right. They behind the scenes are doing all the stuff that they wouldn't do on their own. Right. How far would that accelerate them, even if they wanted to launch their own thing down the line? But ain't nobody trying to do that. Exactly. And I think that's one thing that people don't talk about. Entrepreneurship. That's what you said, right? And how you can build your own, like, come in here and be the best salesperson, sell girl, everything. I'll give you some more. In that more. part, yeah. Like, Especially I, in the small I business. I will help you. And, and that's what people don't realize. In a small business. Yeah. When you come in, you got the ability, like like it's it's legs and branches of our build of, of our business always growing, right? Mm -hmm. We got our main piece, traffic, sales, and profit. Mm -hmm. um, in January, we launched a streaming network, the Convo. Mm -hmm. So the Convo, like in a minute, about to have its own staff, own people, mm -hmm. own everything, right? right? Now we're trying to launch like the software app. Eventually, like is that grow? That'll have its own staff. But the thing is, like inside of our company, and like a big company, mm -hmm. there are always new roles being created. And the first thing we do when a new role is created is we look and say, who we got in front of us 
that's a good fit the way exactly. we can move before we even try to bring outside people in. Exactly. As you know, when you work in corporate, that ain't the case. Like no, you work in corporate, like wherever you come in is where you're going to be at yeah. for a good minute. Most times you can't move up unless somebody leave. Exactly. And to think that like you have the opportunity to create whatever you want. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, I even think about your your staff. If Alex told you, yeah, we I could do this, 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 and she showed you, like, she she done yep. put in the work to show you. You know what I'm saying? You're like, I so, let's, let's go. Let's try it. Right, exactly. You know what I'm saying? Let's go. And I think people don't understand that the only way to be wealthy is not being an entrepreneur. And I know that's very contradictory to what we teach, right? Because we teach entrepreneurship, but... That's not the only way to make money. But what you said right there, that was my first lesson in wealth, mm. right? I always talk about the fact that um, over the years, as I learned how to build business, I got real good at making money. Mm -hmm. But I learned that making money was not the same thing as building wealth. Mm. Two totally different things, right? Mm. And that's why we see a lot of people make money, but then most people also lose money. We talk about wealth. Wealth is about three things. Creating wealth, uh, protecting wealth, mm -hmm. right? And then passing down wealth, mm. right? But it's a totally different education. right? But my first like real life Wealth lesson was the fact, like like everybody else, probably young, a lot of people, I'm like, hey, I want to be a millionaire one mm -hmm, day. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was 20, 21, I was making over 70 something grand mm -hmm. a year. And this was, you know, this DC area, but this was um, probably like 96, 97, 98. Mm -hmm. You know Dang what I'm saying? Sick. It was a wild time back then. You weren't born yet. So don't <laughs> worry. I'll tell you about, you know, once we get that tape. But like, <laughs> so, so this is like 98. I'm making like over 70 grand yeah. and I'm rolling. But I wanted to be an entrepreneur so bad, but didn't know how to be an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And and there was not like TikTok and it ain't, it ain't all like the breadcrumb success yeah. we got now. Yeah. So, you know, I read a book, I would do this, I go to a conference, but I just wasn't picking up enough. So all of my money I was throwing into entrepreneurial ventures, right? Mm -hmm. They weren't going anywhere. But it was not until later that I realized all that money I put and threw into trying to be an entrepreneur, yeah. if I put that same money just... In the market, nothing crazy, just on the S&P 500. Yeah. That same amount of money, I literally would have been a millionaire By now. just off of yeah. investing yeah. my check into the stock market. Right. But again, it was lack of education, right? right? And that's the importance of like getting yourself educated. And like you said, it's so many. The great thing now, it is a great time for entrepreneurship. Absolutely. It's a great time for financial literacy. There's a lot of things going on in communities. Mm -hmm. But as you have small companies that are growing, I see companies like yours, like mine, giving people opportunities that normally are hard to come by. Yeah. You know, one of the things I love is that when I look around our office, right, it's so many black folks, mm -hmm. right? And it's like young black folks, it's older black folks. Yeah. We got locks, we got dreads, we got twists, we got all things. bundles, we got everything <laughs> in there, right? We got bundles on bundles on bundles. Nothing. We got <laughs> We got everything. Fame, but, fame. but what I love a lot of times is I literally look around the office mm -hmm. and I know that a lot of people we have would not have the opportunity they have in traditional corporate establishment. Right. There'd be glass ceilings. It'd be like, man, this is, this is way too many tattoos right. to be walking you in gotta, here. Yeah. yeah, like 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 one of the things the ladies in our office say, they literally verbalize, is that when I'm here, ain't nobody trying to touch my hair. Mm. Like all of them got a story of somebody in some place at some time. Like, yeah. yeah, it is, right? So it's that. But but again, right, okay, how can we as CEOs, right, for CEOs is watching, mm -hmm. Like, how can they do it? What I say you have to do is you got to create a vision for what you're trying to build, right? And a mission around it. Mm -hmm. And then you got to be able to sell that story to people to make them want to get on board. Absolutely. And like I said, right now, I think it's harder than normal yeah. to get people on board because people don't want to work or people ain't trying to really right. work or they want to like work all on their terms. And it's like, it's a lot going on in the marketplace right yeah. now. But the right person and the right people are out there 
we just got to push hard to find them. If we can get those people on board Absolutely. with the bigger mission of what we're trying to do, right? Like I always say, like, like the thing that you're building ain't for everybody. Mm -hmm. But when the right somebody come along, they're going to see it. They're going to be like, this is what I dreamed of always doing. Mm -hmm. I'm doing, I tell my team, I want you doing work that you love. Yes. So I want you doing the kind of stuff that like, hey, when we end at five o'clock, you go home and you're doing the same thing just on your own, right? right? On just the weekend, not, you're doing it. Just because you work, you love it. Just because you love it, right? Yeah. I want people to love what they do. Yeah. And, and you know, those people out there, just it's just working through the weeds as a leader to mm. find the right people and then get them to get on board with your mission. And I think on the other, the opposite side, the people that are currently working with small businesses right now, or they are like, okay, well, I could get a job with a small business, or they haven't fully finished developing their entrepreneurial endeavors, or you got a successful business, but you don't want to be a CEO no more. Mm -hmm. And I think all of that is okay yeah. to give, because I think sometimes being a CEO is a job. Mm -hmm. You don't have to do the job to do what you love. Actually, exactly. doing the job, you don't get to do what you love. Yes, yeah, true too. <laughs> like I never, like I don't get to spend time just creating content all day or just creating. Like if I could just be the talent and like wave and kiss babies and that's it, <laughs> this would be amazing. But you don't get to do that all the time. So I think it's just like also talking to those people. That's like, okay, this sound good, but how do I find that space for me where I can blossom, still feel fulfilled, not feel like I got like handcuffs on me, I got to go, you know, all those things, but I can go work for a company and have that entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. You know where it's a huge opportunity at? Mm -hmm. Most, um, it's a great book uh, by Gina Wickman called Rocket Fuel, mm -hmm. and it talks about like all great companies have a visionary and an integrator, Yep. right? And a lot of times, CEOs are visionary. They're the person with the big dream, the big vision, and they cast in the vision. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, what I run into primarily are a bunch of visionaries, CEO visionaries that don't have integrated. Somebody that can mm -hmm. actually take the vision and then put it down into bite-sized chunks and issue it out to the team right. so they can execute on it, right? So I'm just blessed with like my wife, Ronnie, who's my partner, yeah. is an integrator. She's a right. project manager by trade. She's the person me. A lot of companies don't have that. No. So if you are watching, right, and you're that, that person, mm -hmm. you say like, hey, like details is my jam. Yeah. Like managing projects is my thing, right? Yeah. Being able to create plans and, and being able to organize people and lead people a lot of times that's not the actual strength of the CEO. No. A lot of times the CEO is like, hey, I got this big dream and vision. Mm -hmm. Like, hey, y'all, we all going to go over there. Yep. And you're like, how are we going to make it happen? And they're like, I don't know. I don't know. But we all going to go over there, right? <laughs> right? So if you're the person that like can, can take somebody's vision and put it down into bite-sized chunks, mm -hmm. it's an amazing opportunity for you to go and not even just be a part of the team, but to be a leader yeah. in somebody's organization because they need people like you. Absolutely. And even be a partner. Like, yeah. I think so many, nope. To be honest, y'all, don't nobody want to do this by themselves. You know yep. what I'm saying? So if you have that skill set and you see the opportunity, like figuring out how you could be an asset to them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And it's I'm not going to say you're going to walk in the door, they want to get equity. But I think, and I was kind of talking to watching about this, and I was like, people don't prove themselves no more. Yeah, you're right. Like, I remember when, and I'm saying no more, like I'm just, I've been around the block for a yeah, while. Yeah. <laughs> I won't even, I, I won't even go there. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember when I first started and I remember when I first moved to Atlanta, I was about 22. And when I wanted to get clients, I would literally like, 
send them um i would we have loom then but i would send them a video i send them a report like hey change this 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 is what i see this is how i can help you this is what i can do like and if they took it fine if they didn't fine you know what i'm saying mm -hmm. but that was me like putting myself out there i remember when um i would pitch for clients i would create a whole landing page about their business mm -hmm. and i would say this is what you currently have to do i would show them the problem show them how i could uh, solve it and then i would send it to them in the fact that I even created a landing page. It was like a Squarespace. I had a template for there, everybody, right? But the fact that I even did that and went above and beyond allowed me to get so many opportunities mm -hmm. because I decided that nobody was going to outwork me. But I, I think what you're saying is true, right? Like a lot of times what I see is if it's an entrepreneur that's coming in and, you know, you have an opening, they basically trying to get you to pay them not to be an entrepreneur. Yeah. <laughs> And a lot of times, it could be money they like what they make or don't make. Don't make but it's right. like, this is my potential I could make. Yeah. So you pay me this, I ain't got to do this thing over here. I can't pay But you're like, nah, what I got is I got a pay scale. Yeah. And I need to stay inside the pay scale so I don't bust my own business wide open right. and have to lay everybody off, right? right? Um, but it's, it's those pieces, like literally coming in. Or it's like, hey, you know what? You know, I'll come in. But to come in, you got to pay me this much. Yeah. And the equity and this and that. But you ain't got no track record of doing nothing. It, it ain't like you coming from across, you know, you was the COO over here and you coming over here. Yeah, like to be honest, you were failing, but let's. Right, right. <laughs> like I have skill. no idea what you've done in the past, yes, right? Because yes. people be lying on their resumes. That's an old one. <laughs> but, right, like people yeah. like literally just coming off the street, submitting mm -hmm. stuff and like, hey, I deserve this and this and this and this. Right. But like you said, right. I think a lot of people get further along, like say if they just demonstrated their expertise. Exactly. And again, like the beauty of a small business, unlike bigger businesses, is a lot of times you demonstrate that expertise. That's how you show your worth and show yep. your value. It's easy to talk about whatever you can do. Right. But once you actually show it, then it, we can attach value to actually what you do. Mm -hmm. And then if you start bringing in money into the company, yep. you start bringing in money into the business, yep. then we really can talk about what that looks like. Because it's not taken out of a pot that's already depleted. Exactly. You create a new pot that then now we can tie you into. And people don't understand leverage. Mm -hmm. Like you have a, I told y'all <laughs> about um, my my ordeal with the sales guy that I hired <laughs> recently. <laughs> and I, as I was thinking through like the conversations, because day one I told y'all, I hired a salesperson. And day one I told y'all that... Um, he was like giving ideas like we need to change this immediately. This needs to go with me. And I'm like, okay, well, I don't know. Is he gonna is... watch the show? He fired, so it don't matter. <laughs> oh, that was that developed quickly. I was scared to <laughs> I wanted to go in, but I was scared. I didn't know what to do. Like go. So <laughs> this is a freaking freak review. I don't know. Right. He's gonna be trolling in the comments. <laughs> um, but like he was like telling like us and in my mind, like, I don't know if this is ingenuity, which is one of our core values, or if this is like a red flag. And everybody in the Facebook group was like, red flag, red flag. <laughs> I was like, nah, he's being cool, you know. So as we keep going, keep going, in my mind, like every time we talk, you're not following the screen, you're not doing this, you're not doing that. I'm like, do you not understand the power of leverage? Mm -hmm. Like if you just get in here and be a dog, like right. close 10 people today. Right. I'm listening. Like, exactly. I'm like, what you got to say? Exactly. <laughs> you know, it's different. So how did it end up not working? I'm curious. So he wouldn't listen. Like he kept getting off script. He kept like he just wouldn't just be coachable. And like I said, he didn't understand the power of leverage. So, um, oh, I was gone, I was out of town. So I was like, all right, 
I, um, they did the morning huddle. And so he got to the morning huddle. He was like, I expected more people on my books today. And, da, 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 this. and so instead of. What you doing with the people you got on the books? Thank you. <laughs> you, never, you haven't called the people. We have a, a, a opportunities board of 20,000 phone numbers. Get busy. Let's get busy. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the opportunities. Anyways, he was talking all this noise. And then I seen another person kind of pipe up. I was like, nope. Cancer, gotta go. You know what I'm saying? So um that immediately that day I was like, Yeah, this show this gotta be his last day. And I think that um a lot of times you don't people don't understand just the power of leverage. Like if you I promise I will listen to you with results. Yeah, that that piece, you know what? Like what that tied into, you know, we recently took our collaborative members to um Risk Carlton. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Right, to learn about Risk Carlton culture. And one yep. of the things like the main thing I love that they taught us and they said is they said, well, two things. One is they said, when they're trying to look for people, mm -hmm. they say, we don't hire, we select. Mm. This is the difference between the two, right? They said, we don't hire, we select, right? Yeah. We want to select the right person. It's a vigorous process for us to do it. And then the other thing they say is we have a non-negotiable culture. Mm. And I feel like a lot of times um, you can easily get wrapped up where you're like, hey, you know what? Because say even he comes and performs, yeah. but he's not a cultural fit. That's you, good. you get caught like, man, they... They That's making good. money. Like, this joker don't fit. He don't come in when he's supposed He ain't doing the stuff. Everybody else got to ride by the rules. That's good. But he always pushing the limits, right? That's but he good. getting sales, and it's hard to let that person go, but you got to. That's good, because I actually, I was talking to our sales manager that day, when I was like, well, see how he do on his calls. Because <laughs> 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 at first I was like, today's his last day. Then I was like, well, see how he do on his calls. And the salesman was like, nah, regardless, this is last day. And I was like, you're right. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> but yeah, because you forget about it as a CEO, you like, yeah. sometimes it can be negotiable depending on what's exactly. going on. And, and, but what I've learned just over the years, time and time again, is that whenever it is negotiable, things still never work out. Nope, never. And then when they don't work out, the main first thing you think is, I should have been did. got them yep. up out of here. Yep, yep. Every single time it come back to bite yep. you. I don't think it's ever been a time where it didn't. And every single time I look back and say, I should have been got them. I should have been. I felt it in my I should have got them before they got me. I, <laughs> <laughs> so we got a segment on the show. It is called Figure It Out. Because as a CEO, we are always What's that? I was like, what you back for? <laughs> you got Chardonnay and that thing is up. What you got? I am crying. Some Scotto. <laughs> you know. So we have a second call figured out because as a CEO, we are always solving problems on a daily basis. So I'm going to pick a real good one, hopefully, for you. And you're going to tell me what would be your solution if this was you. All right. You ready? Yep. It's December. And you've made $2.2 million, but you spent $3 million in expenses. You want to end the year profitable, but you don't know what to do next. What are you doing? Mm, great question. Probably what I would try to do is, number one, um, look at all expenses and cut expenses, right? Because no matter what, every day the business operates, you're rolling up expenses. Right. So as you're getting through like the rest of December... Wherever you at, if you're in a hole, you're just gonna be deeper in a hole if you don't Thanks. like stop the bleeding somewhere. Right. So number one, I'm trying to stop and cut back expenses. The second thing I'm trying to do is say, what are the things I do that's most profitable? Mm -hmm. And how can I double down or you know, create those opportunities or do some more things, right? Sales, promotions, offers, whatever it may be, mm -hmm. around the most profitable things I got, so I can try to right the ship and flip things back around. Mm -hmm. And it may be even things that I have that I can't even deliver on. Right now, maybe something I can't deliver on to Q1, right. but can I just pre-sell it, right? Or make a pre-offer or make some like like great offer that I create that make people want to get on board with mm -hmm. it again so I can have something that's highly profitable, don't have a lot of expenses into it, 
and I can execute in a short amount of time mm -hmm. so that we can get that money onto the books for now. Mm -hmm. And then the other thing I, I throw this in too, a lot of times, um, two things, right? Uh, for service-based, when I say product too, right? A lot of times we may have um, accounts receivables out there that we need to receive, yeah. but we're not really vigilant about going out there and getting our money. No. Right. So what I find oftentimes like is people... Yeah, a lot of times they owe you money, right? Yeah, yeah. It could be clients, it could be vent, it could be retail, mm -hmm. it could be whatever. But going out there and getting your, I call it getting your kids, right? Your money's your kids. Get your kids out the street. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? You go out there and get your kids out the street <laughs> right, and bring them right. back home <laughs> is one thing. But then besides the um, accounts receivable and getting your money back, just again looking, um, a lot of times product people sit on inventory. Mm -hmm. Right, and they like in their house, in their warehouse somewhere, they got boxes and boxes or pallets and pallets of stuff yeah. that ain't moved in a long time. Right. And it's something they bought, they thought was gonna hit, but it didn't. So whatever, like that. So why we tell the product people is get that crap off your shelf, mm -hmm. even if you're doing it at cost. In a situation like this, I might even do it at loss because right. I'd rather have thirty, forty, three hundred, four hundred thousand dollars in cash in my pocket to right. roll into that next year than having that all sitting on the shelf when it's already been sitting on the shelf too long. Yes, them pretty products on the shelves, they make you nah. know. And I, and I know people think, right, they automatically think, well, you know, I bought it for $10 per item, but it's worth $30 per item, so I can't sell it cheap. Man, if you can get your $10 back, you win it. You win it. And sometimes you might need to take eight for it, right? right? Or, or less, but <laughs> if you can literally get your yeah. money back, you win it. And you, mm. the main thing is you live to see another day. That's Because right. businesses that close every day, so you live to see another day. And just the fact that your business survives another day, another week, another month, another year, mm. means you're blessed. Ooh, I love that. So, Lamar, to wrap up, you are known as a marketer, mm -hmm. right? You're known as a marketer, but what I've seen firsthand is that it's more than it. You are a community yeah. builder. You are a culture shifter. You are a disruptor, right? How have you done this? And what what does this look like for you next? Like, what's the goal? Yeah, uh, people always say, like, well, what's your superpower? Is it marketing? Is it funnels? Is it automation? <laughs> well, I tell them it's consistency, mm. right? Like, like um, my wife and I, we launched our first brand together um, December 2007. So we okay. covered like 15 years of just being consistent. Now, mm -hmm. what that looked like, our original brand was Black and Married with Kids. It's mm -hmm. around marriage and family and parenting. Yeah. And then we was bloggers, right? Then we started doing documentaries, did seven full-length documentaries. Then we started doing, you know, traffic, sales, and profit. Mm -hmm. We eventually sold Black and Married with Kids. Right. So like, like what it looks like years by years, decade by decade is mm -hmm. sometimes different. The main thing is we staying consistent mm -hmm. to who we are and who we serve yeah. and growing in that. And, and what's next, you know, um, it's all about a mission, right? You know, for Travis and Profit, said we got a mission. 550 and five, right? Mm -hmm. We want to have 500 seven-figure companies we work with to come through our programs. Mm -hmm. 58 figure doing at least 10 million a year mm -hmm. and five nine-figure, right? Mm -hmm. Doing at least 100 million a year that we've right. given out awards to. So everything we do right now is just about achieving a goal. The people and team we try to build, right? If you're listening, you need a job. Uh, Listen. Go to uh, You see it. Hold on. <laughs> you might have some people look. You gave a good phone, right? Look if you're a CEO right? and you no longer want to be a CEO, come <laughs> see up. me. <laughs> How you throw the head. us in? Now, it, us, <laughs> uh, we both need help. <laughs> I need more help than you, Lamar, okay? <laughs> but no, it's, it's hey, that. Like, getting people yeah. along with the goal we're trying to get to. And I say, like, right now, that's the hardest part. Yeah. It ain't selling stuff. No. It ain't doing events. Yep. It ain't booking speakers. Yep. It ain't running programs. It's getting people internally on board. Because we got a heavy, like our goal is big and it's mm -hmm. a big mission. And it's like getting people on board that's serious about this work mm -hmm. and serious about impact in the community yeah. and work in a great place. They got great benefits. 
Yeah. They got a. Uh, Lamar got, listen. A wealth got, plan for the employees. Like, y'all do got some dope benefits. I'm trying to see. Y'all, y'all hiring? Y'all need a marketer? Hey, let me know. Content strategy? You know, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> so, what would it take for you to walk away as a CEO? Like, I fulfilled, I know you got your mission, but like, what's the. The end goal for you, like I can sell this company, I can whatever. What's the end? I can goal see for it you? potentially happening before then. You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? Because because I could see if we had the right people all in place and going, yeah. um, I could see like my thing ain't necessarily. I'm attached to the mission, not the position. Okay, I guess the way to that rhyme. Oh. <laughs> gonna be on the t-shirt. I got a little tomorrow. intuition. Uh, you finna drop some bars? Only if you got a little superstition. <laughs> no, I was playing, I'm playing. But um, stop playing, stop playing. But uh, 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 when when I look at it, I could see me at some point, once I get all the right people in place, mm -hmm. um, even vacating that role and just being more of a talent, like you said, right? Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, CEO, you're really doing the stuff you love to do the most, yeah, but right. you know what's necessary for you to build what you're trying to build right. and to get to what your goal is. So like once we really got all the right people in place, mm -hmm. I might say, hey, you know what? Somebody else can be CEO. And like I said, I'll be the one. I'm great at attracting people towards the brand. Mm -hmm. I'm great at, you know, converting people across the different programs. And I'm great at, like, creating a vision and things like that. Right. Um, so maybe that's it. So I think even that's that's a lesson right there, right? It ain't, like, about the position. It ain't about the title. Yeah. It's about, like, like, like what you're trying to build in the business and, like, what you're trying to build internally with yourself. I love that. Well, thank you, Lamar, for joining us on the Ghetto CEO podcast. You. Did you have fun? That was amazing. Did you? Why you didn't get under the blanket? The blanket is on my leg. Shout out to Angela <laughs> Bam Blue. Chunky that. You know what? It's, Angela, you see this? These joints get warm. I got one at the house. I literally was underneath from last night. You see this? <laughs> see you what? See <laughs> no, I'm just playing. But thank you guys. Here at the Ghetto CEO Podcast, we keep it raw and unfiltered. And I want to continue to bring you guys people that's going to tell you the behind the scenes of being a CEO, right? Like we absolutely love what we do we have a mission and we're trying to honestly change the world right it. but it's giving ghetto you it know is. <laughs> <laughs> it's giving ghetto so make sure if you are watching us on youtube make sure you like comment subscribe all the things if you're watching us on apple Podcasts or whatever make sure you leave a review because reviews matter um send this to about 10 other boss friends and i will see you guys in the next episode peace out